0: Anchor channels because I'm going to play Phil Scott's latest podcast that he was talking about reparations. All these different groups don't want black people to have no type of monetized reparations. I just think that's real piss poor because motherfucking Native Americans, they got payments. Japanese got their payments. Shit, I even heard some of the Eskimos Mm -hmm. got some payments. Belonging to the the group that the world seems to hate most, they don't want to give a shit. In a minute, I'm gonna oppose mass chaotic violence on all fronts until we get what we want under the cover of darkness, of course. All right, let's see if I can get this keyed up right here. It's about 45 minutes, so we're going to be here for a minute. Just make sure my volume is up. And All right, here we go. Roll me a blunt.
1: Tonight podcast, ladies and gentlemen, there was an article that was put out by the Los Angeles Times talking about a poll that was recently released gauging how voters in California feel about the uh, proposals from the California Reparations Commission. Now, before we get into the details of that, Let's get into what the actual electorate is in California. This is, as you can see, the California voter and party profiles. This fact sheet was released last month, August 2023. So we can see what the outlook of voters is. So you go down and say Democrats make nearly half of registered voters. Independent registration has declined in recent years. So you can see the share of registered voters who are Democrats, 46.9% which has increased since 2019. Um, they said the, the year leading up to the last presidential election, while the share of Republicans kind of remained the same. You know, it, it went up to 23.8%. Now the share of voters who say the independent, it says 22.5%, that's declined. decline. They said, meanwhile, the shares registered with a minor political party have increased to 5.1, from 5.1% to 6.8%. Now 20 years ago, they're talking about the 2004 election. Republicans made up a much higher share of the electorate uh, back then. They said, but today, they say, while well, independents, you know, made up a lower share of Democrat share. It basically is a Democrat state. Now, the independents, as you can see here, uh, they are likely to lean Democrat than Republican. Um, so even if the, in the among the independents, as you can see, that's uh, going to be the deal, is the independent vote... Uh, Likely voters are much more likely to be moderate than liberal. I don't see how you moderate when you lean with the policies of Democrat. Party. I don't really see that. A lot of the policies are way too to the left. Now, we scroll down here. Likely voters are disproportionately white. They say whites make up 39% of California's adult population, but comprise of 52% of the likely voters. Latinos make up 36%, and they are 25% of the likely voters. So between whites and Latinos, that's the majority of your electorate right there. Asians make up 13% of the population. Black Americans make up 6%. And say, and likely voters are roughly proportionate to their shares of the state population. 16% for Asians, 6% for Black Americans. It's a four in 10, it's a 44% Democratic likely voters are white, 30% are Latino, 14% are Asian, And 8% are black American, African-American, whatever you want to like to call yourself. Let's say a strong majority, 66% of of Republicans likely voters are white. Relatively to Latinos, 18%, Asians, 11%, and 1% for our community. Among independents, as you can see here, 50% are white, 23% are Latino. You go down to us, 5%. Now, they say that many demographic traits and likely voters differ across parties. Uh, you, you can see that say Democratic uh, likely voters they say, are much more likely to be women at 57% than men. They say, while well, independents are more likely to be men. As you can see here, that's a big difference Republicans. Uh, and men they are equally divided. They say, Democrats, independents and members of minority parties are uh, somewhat likely than Republicans to be college graduates. They say that. Uh, Let's go down, and that is really kind of what we want to look at. So the issue is we talk about the rest of this footage, about reparations here we're going to share. I just wanted to do this homework first before we got into the rest of this, because whites and Latinos is basically the majority of the electorate, but we'll get more into this as we continue. So as you've seen, that majority of the electorate in California is white, and then following them is Latino. White people got 52%, Latinos got 25% of the electorate in that state. Then you have Asians, they say about 16%, and then black folks at 6%. Black folks in that state is politically irrelevant on a whole lot of things even if every black person in the state of California was to register to vote that could, they still could not really move the needle in an election. They are not a swing vote in California whatsoever. We are just saying that if everybody's come out to vote, right? So you ask the question, well, why is it that Gavin Newsom talked about a, a, a reparations commission when black people don't have the numbers at all to even justify some of that, right? Well, that was done to change the tide for the Democrats. It wasn't just about the Black people in California. It was about changing the whole tide for the party. You understand? You see, reparations is the new civil rights movement, right? And the Democrats know that they have been becoming more and more of a sour taste in the mouth black americans so what are you going to do to try to get black people back on your side oh shoot they want reparations let's do this commission now we are over the excitement of a commission we are not playing the hr 40 game at all right But let's get into how the people actually felt we've done this is a democrat state completely and you know that the majority of voters in that state is democrat right we know even nationally The majority of democrats do not agree with reparations at all they don't agree with it they don't want you to get restitution for what happened to your family and what happened to my family this is the majority of democrats in california the majority of democrat voters are white so this is your white liberals that that you claim as your friends right you claim that your friends but yet they don't want you to get reparations this is why we always said, what Dr. John Henry Clark said, we have no friends. You understand? When you have the liberals like your Jimmy Doors and all these other people like that, right? That's talking about classism and and a living wage and all of that. They're just complaining because they're not getting their fair share as a white person in white supremacy. There's a group of white people they feel that's getting it, and they're not. So they, they want to pull the feminism thing. Now, what I mean by feminism, white women couldn't get feminism with a louder voice until they recruited black women. Because if you put our voice or us on anything, we're going to solidify it and we're going to scream it to the rooftops where the whole world will hear it. There are many movements that people try that don't have us a part of it at all and nobody pays attention to it. It's a blip. Let's call it what it is. We naturally make everything hot. We get everything popping. We get everybody to wanna join in on it. That's just who we are. That's why everybody mimic any movements that we do. They mimic our style, they mimic anything because if you can do what black people can do, people will pay attention to you. You understand? This is why even when a lot of them wanna get their platforms going, they, they don't go try to go interview and do different things with people in their own community, and it, who popped in my head is that you probably don't even know who she is. It's this is uh, a girl named Bobby Altov. Look her up. And the first time I saw her, she was interviewing um, little Yachty. I said, like, "Who well, is this white like, female interviewing little Yachty? And then she, up, then I ended up seeing her interviewing Funny Marco, and then Drake. And, all. and I say, like, "Well, where's she? Who is she? How is she? Where she come from? Out of the blue, are you interviewing with these dudes?" It didn't make sense and then when she was on that funny marco i said oh so basically she she mimicking funny marco she trying to be uh, a white female version of funny marco i said okay got it you know how funny marco is you watch his particular show. so i was noticing a pattern that she keeps interviewing with a lot of black people and then when they do like fox television did you have a bunch of black shows and then once you make your money up then you create fox news channel you know what I'm saying? And you pivot away from the black show that you had. I'm just saying, right? So this is why Gavin Newsom wanted to do this California Reparations Commission, even though black people don't have the numbers or, or political clout they used to have in that particular state. So let's let's go ahead on and, and, and review this. So they say California voters oppose the idea of the state offering cash payments to the descendants of enslaved African Americans as they by a two to one margin. They according to results, they say a poll that foreshadows the political difficulty ahead of next year. The state lawmakers begin to consider slavery reparations. Remember, this is your Democrat friends that don't agree with this. They say UC Berkeley Institute of Government Studies poll, co-sponsored by the Times, found that 59% of voters oppose cash payments compared with 28% who support the idea. So the majority of your white liberal friends in california do not do not do not want you to have cash payments now they say the republicans are the racist people republicans this republicans that okay fine i ain't got an issue with you saying it but you don't want black people to have reparations not at all in the form of cash payment you don't even though the california reparations commission gave you a detailed report why it's justified. It wasn't just somebody speaking it out of the air, making it up. No, you actually have data to back up why the cash payments should be paid. Now, they say the lack of support for cash payments, they say reparations, they say, was a resounding uh, with more than 4 in 10 voters strongly opposed. Now, they say Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom and state lawmakers created the California Reparations Commission, they say, in 2020. They say, with the goal of establishing a path to reparations that could serve as a model for the nation. They say, after two years of the deliberations, they say, the task force sent a final report and recommendations This summons the state capital with Newsom and the Democratic-led legislature. They say, we'll ultimately decide how the state should atone for slavery. They say, the group suggested providing cash payments to all descendants based on health disparities. Now, remember, the population of California is only 6%. So it wouldn't be a lot of money like talking about. You understand? Just six percent. But even though they know it's not a whole lot of money, and they can spread it out to say, okay, we'll pay you the payments within five years, ten years, something like that, right? Oh no, 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 no. They, they don't want you to have that. Now, of course, they talked about, you know, based on the, the payments, based on health disparities, mass incarceration say, over policing and housing discrimination that have adversely affected the black residents compared with white Californians? The remedies were recommended in the report also go far beyond cash payments, include policies to end the death penalty, pay fair market value for jail, and prison labor, as they restore voting rights to all formerly and currently incarcerated people and apply rent caps to historically red line zip codes that disadvantage black residents among dozens of other suggestions now i'm a firm believer that prisoners should earn a minimum wage for the work they're doing in prison they should be earning a dollar a day or two dollars a day no I, I don't agree with that um just because they're wards of the state doesn't mean they should not be able to earn minimum wage if that's a federal law and i don't know why it hasn't been a bunch of class action lawsuits about that. Okay, you want me to work? Fine. I need to work the minimum wage. And then the money, you don't give them cash money. The money is deposited into the commissary. If everybody that works have money in their commissary, you eliminate a lot of savagery that happens in jail. Some people get money, some people don't. Some people do a lot of things in there to to get money, to get food, to get all kinds of things because they don't have no money coming in. There's one guy may have it, a couple guys may have it. it. It creates a savage environment. You cut down on the savagery if you just uh, say, hey, okay, minimum wage. And see, if let's say if Philip had to run a jail, right? I'm not running a plantation, but I know y'all got to be there. I'm a firm believer of this. An idle man is a devil's playground. You understand? I see too many people in jail on cell phones, uh, uh, live streaming on TikTok, having a good time. I'm like, oh, no, Uh uh-uh. I would change it where all y'all can get paid minimum wage. You, you're gonna work six days a week, you have one day off. That's what I would do. So many of y'all gonna be working days, so many of y'all gonna be working nights, and we're gonna switch it. to so Two weeks of days, two weeks of nights, 12 hour shifts. You're gonna get paid every dime. Cause it's too much, it's too much, too much uh, having fun in there, right? Everybody having fun, they don't care about it. So if you were, if people would work and get paid, at least minimum wage for the work, right? It, you wouldn't have some of the problems that you would have. Trust me. People would want to go to jail at that point. They're like, oh, no, hell no, I ain't trying to go to no jail. I ain't trying to be working 12 hours. I get paid. But I ain't trying to work that. Now, some people are like, well, Phil, that sounds like slavery. Well, it, that is not slavery. The slavery, slave can get paid. They didn't get minimum wage at all. They didn't get anything. And I've worked 12-hour shifts myself. When you work a 12-hour shift, you ain't got time. Man, you want to shower, eat, and you want to go to bed, you got to get up and do it all over again. So they cut down on fighting. They cut down on all the gang activity and all the kind of mess that's going on with everybody tired. They ain't got time to be doing all that foolishness that they are doing in jail. I do agree with getting rent in control. I do agree with that. Rent is out of control. The government needs to step in and put a cap on that based on the median income of the state. They can easily do that. It's an easy way to do it. I, you know, I have a detailed plan actually how that could be done, but I'm not going to say that online on, on because I don't want a politician taking my idea and, and then if the bill passed, he' gonna he' gonna be a hero and then he, he he heard me. You know, they list all these different uh, platforms. Trust me, all all these politicians they listen listening to YouTube. They're probably listening right now. Let's say the conclusion is here. The task force's is work. They say places political pressure on Democrats to deliver on a process they started, but the unpopularity of cash payments suggests they'll face strong political headwinds. Now let's look at something about black people itself in the state when it comes to, uh, what this recently came out about median income and why I'm actually a big advocate of black people actually abandoning california in mass and returning to their ancestral homeland that they built the south so let's look at this now this is put out that says that the minimum required income by state and you can see the results is the minimum annual income is required in 2023 for a family of four to be middle class in each state now if you don't have a child maybe you can reduce this by by some right but that's normal average. I say husband, wife, two children. And in a lot of cases, single mother, three children, single mother, two children. Hey, listen, that's the reality. And, and I know the single mothers aren't making a lot because how can they? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying they only have so much time to work. They got to take care of the children. It's very, very hard to be a single parent. I know. So you can pause this if you would like and look at where you find your state. But we're looking at California right now. California... For a family of four, you need to be making 69064 to be considered middle class in California. I mean, it is crazy. It is utterly crazy to hear that. Now, let's look at the median income of black people in the state of California. So if you look in the, this is the median household income by race and ethnicity in California. This was put out also in 2023. As you can see here. Black people are making 64,468 here. And we know from the last slide you need at least 69,000 to be considered middle class. So that says that black people on average are not considered middle class in the state of California. Now, if we go back to the slide and you look at if you would like to live in a state like Alabama, you need 51,000. I mean, of course, this is the Democrat, uh, policies that have tr- helped drive up inflation the way it is. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, it, I mean, look at DC is, it, is look how horrible DC is. You need 81,396 for DC, uh, look at New York, 81,396 also for New York. Look at places like Rhode Island. Same, it just as much as California. Of course, my state, Texas, you need 66597 here in the state of Texas. I mean, this inflation is just crazy throughout this country. But, so what we're saying here is Black people aren't doing too well in that state. They're actually below the middle class, and we want to at least have our people okay. middle class and preferably get them from the middle class to the upper class. So when you have something like reparations, that injection of capital, it can help those people that create businesses, maybe they got some businesses out there in California and help them grow. Maybe they can hire employees and they can get them over that hump, where they can be middle class and have at least a halfway decent life out there in that state. Now, let's continue. This is state senator, Stephen Bradford. He's a Democrat out of Gardena. He's black. I've seen this fellow, It's a who served on the task force. Said he wasn't surprised by the poll results. You say he uh the amount of cash reparations that could be paid to eligible descendants will vary greatly. He but nevertheless, it say has been the primary focus of critics. They say for health disparities, he said the task force recommends thirteen thousand six nineteen for each year of residency in California. He a figure that was derived. By comparing life expectancy between black and non-Hispanic and white non-Hispanic um, Californians say to compensate for mass incarceration over policing, the task force recommends eligible descendants receive $2,352 for each year of residency and say in the California during the war on drugs between 1971 and 2020. Compensation for housing discrimination totaled 3378 for each year between 1933 and 1977. Then a descendant. Resided in California. Now, let's say, let's say it were to happen. This is my problem. You find all these disparities, but I don't see nobody saying, "Okay, give them the reparations." But we also got to pass the law, laws, just to, to prevent this from happening in the future. So we need to pass laws that prevent the health disparities. We have to pass laws to prevent the over-policing. We got to pass laws to prevent the redlining, because it still happens to this day. The whole redlining still happens. We got to pass laws because, okay, if you keep it, the system the same and you just give reparations, and you, okay, fine, you get the reparations, you got it, you spent it, whatever. The system still is going to put you right back into what, what got you there in the first place. That's, that's the issue and problem reparations also has to be changing laws and the enforcement of these laws that's kind of like you sick they give you medication to make you well you get well but yet you still in the environment that got you sick in the first place so even though you may get well with the medication you're going to get sick all over again because you never got out of the environment that was making you sick in the first place. You understand? That's kind of what I liken to reparations and then not changing the system that got us into that issue and problem. That is something we all need to address too, along with the um, cash payments, because yes, you give me <laughs> you give a hundred dollars, well, you know, you give me a certain amount of money, like, it's not gonna be a conversation. I'm not gonna deal with the system at that point. But, because <laughs> I got some eyes on some, some places where I want to be, right? it definitely one spot Johannesburg. But it's a continuum. They say, when asked about, they say, his strong stance on the proposal in the spring, Newsom said reparations are more than just cash payments. He, said he reiterated that position in mid-June, an interview by Fox News, O'Son Hannity, and noted that coverage of recommendations by Fox News sees on cash payments and ran with that over and over and over and over again. Now, if he was serious about cash payments, he could say, yes, they did recommend cash payments, and we all gonna look at all portions of that. And we looking at this, and if we don't pay a check, we're gonna pay one. But this is what he said. He said that it doesn't have to be in the frame of writing a check. He said reparations comes in many different forms that but one cannot deny. It these historical facts, and I really believe very strongly we have to come to grips with what's happening, what Gavin Newsom told Sean Hannity. Now, when people go to court and they get restitution, you know, let's say, uh, look at Predator Polite. Let's talk about him for a minute. So he pled guilty to to his sick crimes, and the court ordered Predator Polite to pay $25,000 in restitution to the victim. The court didn't tell predator polite, well, you got to give the mother, um, a scholarship for education. The court didn't tell predator polite "Well, you got to give, um, you know, a, 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 voucher, uh, for a down payment assistance, you know, saying I'm saying, um, restitution was not predator polite, apologizing for what he did. The restitution was a cash payment of $25,000. So it is a precedent in court to pay restitution for harm. But when it comes to black people with reparations, all of a sudden we want to forget the restitution that happens in courts daily Mm -hmm. that people have to pay when crimes and evil are committed against citizens. We're told it's more than a check. We're told it's a college degree. We're told it can be a program. It, it, It can be a grant for businesses. I'm saying, no, you can do all of that, but the cash need to come too. Now, I say Newsom, they say, has enjoyed broad support among Black voters. And given the overall opposition to cash reparations by most Californians, any action the governor takes on the issue could carry substantial political risk. They say, in the Berkeley poll, they say, when voters who oppose reparations were asked why, the two main reasons cited most often were that it's unfair to ask today's taxpayers to pay for wrongs committed in the past, picked by 6% of the voters. And it's not fair to single out one group for reparations when other racial and religious groups have been wronged in the past, chosen by 53%. Well, fuck that. Let's talk about those two things. You say nothing about, about millions of your tax dollars what do you going create? to illegal immigrants. That too. You say nothing about billions of your tax dollars going to ukrainian that's right but when a fellow citizen of your country is getting reparations and those reparations will be used in america because the majority of the people don't think like me you couldn't give me a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars and i will go trick it off oh no not philip <laughs> no oh i'm gonna go do something with it you better believe that but most of people just want to Pay things, maybe help their businesses here. The majority of the money is going to be spent here. So you can look at it like a stimulus for the state, but they don't care about that because I told you, it don't matter what political party, everyone hates black people. At the same time, they will still want to be next to you, though. They want to enjoy the culture. They want to enjoy the food. They want to enjoy the style. They want to enjoy all of that, right? But they don't like black people and they show it when they have an opportunity. Now you talk about other groups, what other group have been put in slavery in this country? Right. What religious groups have been put in slavery in this country for 250 years? If you can point them out to me, we can definitely have that conversation. The majority of people that, that, dealt with issues, they came here willingly. The majority of those people wasn't put in the Elmina Castle. The majority of those people wasn't put in the bottom of ships for three months, with all kind of dead bodies, feces, pests, and everything else. But the people that survived the, the voyage to come here is amazing in itself. It's amazing. What other group of people dealt with that? Because I don't know no other group. Everybody come over here willingly, on their own. And if they deal with some discrimination, well, hey, you you came over here, this is what it was here. I've said before, their quote unquote reparations is, is coming to America. That's their reparations. But they chose to come here. And if it gets too bad, they also have an opportunity to choose to leave. Black Americans don't have a place to go. It doesn't matter what, what a lot of our brothers and sisters say in the motherland. And you trust me, I love being in the motherland and I know there's ways to do it. I know I've I've done my research, but let's call it what it is. There's no African country that say, Hey, you come, if you come on the shores of this country, we got a passport waiting for you. You are a citizen. We don't have that. The only people that actually did that, we talk about history is Haiti. When Haiti did their first constitution after they whipped the French, they said that basically anybody in the diaspora that comes to Haiti, they are a citizen of Haiti. And when they got back in, you know, the United States occupied and colonized Haiti, of their reason was that the proposal would cost the state too much. So they're not, so the majority of people don't feel that they don't have money to do it. It's just basically we don't want black people to get no money. That's basically what it is. I told you it all goes back to racism, white supremacy. Now, say, suggesting that the money alone is not the main objective. Now, say, among Democrats, 43% favored and 41% opposed cash reparations. Republicans were strongly against the proposal at 90%, and say, with 5% in favor. And say, independents were 65% opposed and 22% in favor. I said, black California voters were more likely to support cash payments than any other demographic. With 76% in favor and 16% opposed. I said, almost two-thirds of white voters were opposed, as were 6 and 10 Latino and Asian voters. Now, the success or failure of the California Reparations Commission, they said, where state government is controlled by Democrats and voters are relatively liberal compared with other states, is being watched as a potential bellwether, say, for the movement across the country. Well, what we're watching is, yes, we're all watching this. And yes, I'm giving you what the facts are when it comes to demographics. I'm giving you the facts about median income, um, who's the most uh, voters over there, all of that, because I want you to have a, a good clue of the groups that's for you and the groups that's against you. And the Democrat Party well, through Gavin Newsom put themselves in a bad situation because if they don't pass cash payments, being a completely controlled Democrat state, that says uh, a lot. And do you think Black people going to come out and vote for Democrats after they see something like that go down in a Democrat state where Republicans really don't have no voice? So, it's going to have a national ripple effect i will say that it'll be a national ripple effect because i'm paying attention and you better believe it, y'all bs that y'all don't get a cash payments and all that mess oh yes i'm riding down on you gavin newsom i don't you know i ride down democrats anyway but i'll be riding down on y'all every day about that about see this is how democrats really feel right there they don't want you to have it either because if they wanted you to have it then you would have it by now because no Republicans stood in the way of it. Now let's continue. De Camilo said that the poll results it said, showed a dichotomy that could suggest Californians may be open to reparations in different forms. Despite widespread opposition to cash payments, 6% of the overall respondents said they thought that the legacy of slavery is affecting the position of the state's black residents today. They say another 31% said there's no impact at all. So the majority of voters feel that black people are affected by slavery, they just don't want you to get no cash papers. According to California is paying restitution every day for people that were harmed. They said members of the reparations task force previously said convincing non-black Californians that harm that the harms of slavery are still persisting today is it could be one of the biggest challenges for proponents well, we don't really need to convince them of anything. The only people that really need to get they, they, the work done is the Democrat Party. Because you have to understand, anything for black people, they're never going to support it. No matter what group, it's not going to wholesale support it. They didn't support ending segregation. They didn't support ending slavery. They didn't support ending Jim Crow. They, de- they don't support uh, anything to, to, to make things equal. They never do that. They want to maintain the status quo of unequal, in white supremacy and those who want to be on a team of white supremacy they want they are definitely want the status quo to continue see if everybody would be on the equal playing field then it exposes everybody but this racial hierarchy that we are living in this caste system that we living in people get benefits based off their skin color and people get harms based on their skin color as well so I said, much of the task force's work centered on hearing testimony from academics, economists, and other experts to gather evidence to see of the effects of slavery, and to prove the ways in which government sanctioned policies discriminated against Black people, and said long after slavery was abolished. Now, Assemblymember Reggie Jones-Sawyer, he's a Democrat out of Los Angeles, called the response to the question about lasting harms a positive sign. He said, he also repeated the idea that the report offers more uh, recommendations beyond cash payments. If it's a recommendation beyond cash payments, that's not reparations. I'm just keeping it real. It's not reparations and black people in California don't accept it as that. Say, okay, you can give it, but it's not reparations at all. He said, I encourage all Californians to read the online report and learn about the history and conclusions made and view the historic and empirical data they say, behind their final report, he said, I believe attitudes will shift and say when the public is fully aware and what the report has to say. Um, Sir, the majority of people don't want to read, you know, with you. Um, they want to read maybe a post, something messy, yes. But something educational, no, uh-uh. That's been proven. If You want to hire things from people just put in a book or put it on an article online or put it in a contract, something like that. I say voters share mixed opinions and say about whether the state is doing enough to ensure that the black residents have a fair chance to seize it. Statewide, 29% of voters said California is doing too little, while 26% said it was doing about the right amount, and 22% said the state is doing too much. And one in four to say, or 23% had no opinion at all. So it lets you know just the opinions of your Democrat friends in California. And this is why, um, you know, we talk about, coalitions and allies and things like that. We all know, no matter if it's conservative or liberal, they're, you know, the the folks not allies, let's call it what it is. And there's only a few that are, and they are an extreme minority. Okay, let's just be real. But we talk about the Asian community, uh, the Hispanic community, there's no, because if we have some true allyship, then those two groups would be supportive of reparations. And and you'll and just be white people alone. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. See, we have fought for all these other groups. And I'm glad that we have w- we have waken up because now we're not doing it anymore. Now we're saying, hey, that's your issue, it's your concern. You deal with your issue and problem. You understand? Know I'm, I'm so glad that our people have woken up to that. They're they are they are not uh, uh putting on the, the Superman cape and trying to save everybody. Because when it's time to save us, when it's trying to help time to help us, listen, supporting reparations doesn't isn't committing a crime. Um, voting is saying, hey, I, I would like to see it happen, it doesn't put you in harm. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody know anything. You don't have to even go online and, and stay state a position. You can just be supportive of it and make sure you say, Hey, you know what, I want to support them because, hey, they have shopped in my businesses forever. So if anything, I wanna Support my customers. I always tell people this: you can support Black people, and actually, you' helping yourself in the process. Look at it like that. If your customers are pissed off at you, and they say, "You know what? I'm not going to their businesses no more," but they don't, they don't support me. They don't like us like this. I'm, I'm, I'm good. That's gonna hurt your pockets. The Black people do that. You know, if Black people get on the boycott. Nobody wants Black people to boycott. Even the folks scared of that. They are petrified of a boycott from us because once again, it goes back to what I said earlier, we make everything fashionable. We make everything cool. We make everything hot. You know what I'm saying? We can make a boycott hot too. So you really don't want to push us to, to the point where we want to boycott anything financially. This country needs you to keep spending money for their system to work. If you really wanted to get this the system in check, Stop spending money. That's the way you do it. Just stop spending money. You hold your money, and you talk about see people not really to do willing to do the work even nationally to bring the prices down to hurt. The, you talk about the corporations, but yet Beyonce concert is full. We're struggling, yet Beyonce is sold out in Houston. She's sold out in. L.A. She sold out everywhere. I'm just using because going to Beyonce concert, spending two thousand dollars. <laughs> going to Beyonce is not putting food on the table, but then you turn around and say you're struggling. That's my issue with a lot of Americans. You say you're struggling, but yet you're spending. So your spending habits isn't affecting the struggle. So how could I? How could sometimes people believe you that you're struggling? And yet you're spending so much. It's like, if we're, su- if we're truly suffering, then, then why isn't we got more beans and rice flying off the shelf? While we on cook- cooking at the house, why do these restaurants stay packed? I'm living in the Houston area. The restaurants stay packed, the movie theaters stay packed, the bars, the clubs, they stay packed. But yet you have people saying that they're struggling. I see a bunch of new cars flying around on, on highways. Everybody looking good. I don't see people saying, I'm not going to to, to, to the Galleria. I'm not doing that. Because we got to save money. We got no clothes anyway. We got to save money. No. And when Christmas time come up, which is in a few months, those stores will be packed. But a lot of you say, oh, the economy's bad. And inflation, but yet you still go out and consume. See, this country has trained all of you Kind of like it's sad, I'm about to say, kind of trained you like pets. That no matter what, you want to spend everything you have because you feel like you can't do without what they're offering in the streets. That's the downfall, too, of Americans consumerism. Because other countries that throughout the world don't consume like we consume. We consume a lot unnecessarily, though. You know what I'm saying? But this we got to pay attention to this. Who cares what the voters say? Is what the Democrats gonna do? And if the Democrats don't do right by Black people, then there should be a national response to that by abandoning them wholesale. And say they said are gonna look at this next year, you know, 2024, California. Everybody's watching you, because Biden right now is not in a good position anyway with Black folks. And rich with a lot of people, but definitely not black folks. Nobody supports Kamala. It don't matter what you shill say. You can cuss, bust, don't matter. You can be mean spirited. Doesn't matter. No one supports Kamala either. Nobody. Even if Biden was to not even have Kamala as his running mate for 2024, that still wouldn't change my opinion of him. He did nothing for black people, and you saw that list I put up about what makes you middle class now. That's ridiculous. At one point in time in this country, $40,000 will make you uh, middle class. Not freaking in D.C., $81,000, really? In D.C., has a lot of black people there, a lot. And uh, and the majority of black people aren't making no $81,000 to live in no D.C. This, this is utterly ridiculous. But let's see what happens in California. Those of you brothers and sisters that live in California, those of you still enduring it, because a lot of you have left. A lot of you, from what our research says, you've been going, coming here to Texas. A lot of you have been going to Georgia. Uh, that's the second state you've been going to. Then the last state a lot of you have been going to is Florida. But the majority of you have been coming to Texas. Some of you have been going to Arizona. Nevada has been a good, another stop. But definitely Texas one of the states y'all have been coming to. But y'all never know what y'all think you know about, about this situation with, with the democrats voters do not support cash payment reparations we shouldn't focus on that but we got to give you the news but california watch
0: as i don't know who gave the green light to attack russia but he says someone was given the green light to, re- to attack russia we know it ain't china because china's working with russia it ain't North Korea either. Matter of fact, Russia's getting missiles from North Korea. But uh, this one is 14 minutes and uh, eight seconds. All right, let's see what he's talking about.
2: U.S. government has basically given the green light to Ukraine now to attack Russia deep inside Russian territory using uh, American-made and NATO-supplied weapons. Here we go. These weapons, systems, and types are now capable of reaching deep inside of the Russian territory, even those that can take out areas of Moscow, where Russian President Vladimir Putin travels to and from in daily governance. The U.S. says that while it does not encourage or enable Ukraine to use American weapons outside of its borders, this decision ultimately, is up to the Ukrainian government.
0: And you know they're going to now, do it. Now that's a massive
2: step, because as soon as they started giving the weapons to Ukraine, they said, no, you can't use these to hit Russia. You can only use them to protect yourself. This shift away from that is going to be seen by Russia as an act of war, open and engaging war, from the American government against the country of Russia. You see, if your neighbors were warring against you, and one of them supplied the weapons to the other that shot and killed your wife, your husband, or your children, who would be to blame here? Would it be only the neighbor that pulled the trigger? Or would you, in an act of vengeance, go after both of them? That's what Russia is going to do, and they see America as not only complicit to this war, but also an active party to it. The country of Turkey, with Erdogan as its leadership, Says they may begin to part ways with the European Union in another shifting of one-time allies that shows us that this world is being divided on wartime lines. Erdogan implied that the country will end its membership with the president saying Saturday that Turkey is going to part ways with the Union. They've implied that the country is already considering ways to end this bid to join the 27-nation bloc. They say the EU is making efforts to sever the ties with Turkey, not the other way around. He told reporters before departing the 78th UN General Assembly in New York that Turkey will have to reevaluate the situation in part ways with the EU. He responded to a question about the recent report adopted by the parliament, which stated that the accession process cannot resume under the current circumstances, and that they call on the EU to explore a parallel a realistic framework for Turkey's relations. Turkey applied to join all the way back in 1999. We're talking about 24 years ago. The accession didn't start until 2005. Negotiations were frozen in 2018 because of the backslide of geopolitics. And the European Parliament says that Erdogan's statements coming more than a week after Turkey's foreign minister reaffirmed the position and the resolve to join different blocs that this is a move away from the USA, away from NATO, away from the European Union, and ultimately this will be a move toward China and toward Russia. In the United States of America, we just witnessed yesterday a possible assassination attempt. It took place after news outlets began reporting that Robert F. F. Kennedy Jr., he was at an event and an armed man who poised as a U.S. Marshal was arrested. It was the Wilshire Theater event, and this is going to show you that maybe there's either a curse, that people just want to take out the Kennedys, or there's an operation happening right now that is doing just that. The UK Defense Ministry has said that Russia is amassing what they call significant stockpiles of missiles, and they're going to use these missiles against Ukraine and other countries, creating a air launch cruise missile system strategy that they'll use against critical infrastructure this winter. They're warning right now that if you're in the region, European allies, Ukraine, the defense ministry is saying that you can expect missile attacks against your infrastructure and these attacks will lead to long-term power outages, chaos in the rule of law, and maybe other events in your local area. Sources have indicated that Russia's military has used fewer and fewer of these missiles since April, while the Russian leaders emphasized a need to increase and in an effort to increase the cruise missile production. In the fall of 2022, up until now, Russia launched a series of these strikes against energy facilities because they know that you can cause nationwide blackouts and is the worst time to do it. They primarily used air-launched cruise missiles, particularly the KH-101, Also known for its NATO reporting name, the Kodiak, the UK Defense Ministry's intelligence update says that Russia uses these strategic bomber aircraft to release munitions deep inside of Russian territory. But this is winter we're talking about, a time when people already can't afford the gas to keep their home warm, they can't afford the clothes to keep themselves warm, and they can't afford the food as energy or fuel to keep their bodies going. We are starting to see evidence now that the Polish-supplied KTL-Rosemek M1 is in service with the Ukrainian 57th Motorized Brigade. And Russia is already saying that all of these NATO countries are supplying weapons and weapon systems directly to their enemies, proving in this theater of war, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that it is all of NATO, driven by America, that is working to push a fight against the Russian state. Romania said that they are ready to use threat-level anti-aircraft and anti-weapon systems against Russia and Russian drones. They will use all of their military power, they say, to defend Romanian territory. And the deputy chief of defense of uh, the staff there said that Romania is ready to go to war. Finland finished its construction of the first stretch of the border fence with Russia. The plan is to have 13 kilometers of fence topped with barbed wire. It will be placed against the Russian border, and they're going to do this in a year or two. Now, if you can start to see now that this is a concerted effort against the country of Russia, that they are literally putting them into a corner. We all know what happens when you put a dog in the corner. You're going to get bit. And that's what's going to happen. I hope that you and your family are doing something. We are starting to see geolocated images showing Russian attackers using incendiary munitions. This time in a forest region, reminding us that when we go to war and when this war finally touches our homeland in America or in Canada or even deeper into Western-aligned Europe, your house will be a part of the theater of war. It might not be purposeful lighting on of fires by rebel groups or gangs. It might be your own government or an opposition group. These might be lighting up the woods to try to move or take out enemy soldiers. But it will also take out your homes, your cars, or your tents with incendiary munitions that float fiery hell from the sky to the ground. Be ready to evacuate. Be ready to go all the time. We are starting to see signs that the US military is preparing to enforce the passing of a new law on Black Sea security, the Black Sea Security Act of 2023. It provides the deployment of military, military contingents into the Black Sea, the document is extremely important for Ukraine. It's going to ensure the presence of NATO in the Black Sea without Ukraine being a NATO member. It will positively affect, they say, the strengthening of national security. Now, details show that the consideration of this document by Congress indicates a change in the attitude of the United States. As noted, the Security Act received the support of two leading parties in the USA. It was submitted by a Democrat, Jeanne Shaheen, and Republican Mitt Romney. It indicates bipartisan support for U.S. military participation. They're going to put our soldiers right there in the middle of this war between Russia and Ukraine. Now, military experts said that the document contains important conclusions. They say it is in the interests, according to the documentation of the USA, and by proxy, the U.S. military, to support and prevent the spread of armed conflicts in Europe. It is important to recognize the Black Sea region as an arena of Russian aggression. They say the Black Sea states are of crucial importance to counter this aggression from the Russian Federation, and according to them, to promote collective security in the countries of the North Atlantic Alliance. So you can start to see how they are moving, and this is very quiet, guys. You don't hear this talked about anywhere. When's the last time you heard this talked about? You didn't because they put it out there. They allowed no media to really discuss it. They're going to put it into place and they're going to have NATO allies, the U.S. military, your maybe brothers and sisters in arms out there enforcing NATO legislation and NATO rules of law in open war. They say that the violent attempts of the Russian Federation, and you can start to hear the verbiage that they're using, They say these violent attempts to expand Russian territory and control access to the Mediterranean Sea through the Black Sea is a threat to national security of the United States and NATO. So now you're seeing the script flipped a little bit. Now instead of Russia saying our territorial integrity, our sovereignty, or China saying our territorial integrity and our sovereignty, now you have the USA using the exact language that will be necessary to drive us into a approved, government approved war with Russia. They're saying this poses a threat to the national security of the United States of America and of NATO. They say it is in the interests of the USA to strengthen economic ties with Black Sea states. And in this law that was drafted on the security, it says, together with NATO members, consideration of the issues of a regular presence in the Black Sea on a rotational basis will create an opportunity for increased investment an economic expansion, particularly in the field of energy and transport infrastructure between the USA and Black Sea states. They say it will strengthen. And now I want you to remember every day you come here and watch what's going on, right? I want you to remember that every day we talk about how economic problems lead governments to war. And so now as they're building the foundation to drive us approved through the US government into open war with Russia, You can see that they're starting to give all of the constituents and they're starting to give all the politicians the backing that they need to say, hey, you're going to make more money if we go to war. So here they say the strengthening of economic ties, they say it's going to be because of energy sectors that will be introduced to the USA. What do you think that means? That means just like we went in and we took out regimes, administrations in the Middle East, and then we took over contracts for their oil platforms. Did you see an oil break? I know I sure didn't in my gas tank but just like we did that as a government, now they're going to do that in the energy sector with things like lithium in these other countries. They say it's going to strengthen economic ties between the USA and Black Sea partners and strengthen, I want you to listen to this, the American presence and increased American investments in these states. Now they say Washington will undertake ways to solve food security problems, ones that have arisen because of Russia. They say this problem will face critical consequences for national security of the USA if it's not left, or if it is left unchecked. Now, they say a provision of economic alternatives to forced economic options by the PRC, which destabilize and undermine economic integration, will be knocked out. The U.S. will consider placing an interstate military headquarters this is breaking information as the USA does this. If they go through with this and if they really push this and they place an interstate military headquarters in the Black Sea that will be responsible to combat, plan, and be ready and conduct exercise and coordinate military activities against Russia, do you think Russia is going to let this happen? Now, they say Ukrainian authorities will have to decide on what amount of additional aid and foreign investments. The USA and this Black Sea Security Act can provide. Let me tell you people sell their families to eat, to have a house, to buy drugs. Politicians sell their citizens to eat better, to buy better drugs, and to have bigger and more houses. This is something that you have to get used to and realize because they are selling you out. Your children will go to war for them to gain more power. But on the flip side, if they don't, the USA becomes a third world country very, very soon. Thank you guys for being here with us today and every day only on YouTube. If you're sharing this video, which I ask you to over to Facebook, Twitter and anywhere else, make sure you point them over here to our YouTube channel and this community. So you can come over and subscribe to us here. Leave a like and leave a comment. Engage with us here. I'd really love to see 500, 700 comments here every single day because that goes—that makes me know people are not only listening and know what's going on, they're sharing ways to be ready. So from my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. Sound like a bunch of fuckery coming. Stay ready, Black family. Mr. Tomorrow-